What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in Review. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I am joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello. Big Daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my friend. We meet again. It's been a while. Where should we begin? Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to do it until Stone Cold Steve Austin can't do it no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, this is kind of funny's in review where each and every week we get to within my heart of memories. God damn! In the revisionist history, that this shit didn't slap. Oh, they slapped. Yeah, it's a rank review and recap different movie franchises. Right now, when you are <laughs> with me, I'm Okay. Of course, we are returning to where it all began: the MCU in review. Right now, uh, with back-to-back weeks. Last week we did what if season two so you can check that out right now we are about to do echo uh the first of the marvel spotlight series um on disney plus and hulu which is an interesting thing there um next week we will be starting a new in review franchise one that a lot of people have been wanting for a long time what's up andy cortez the first spotlight yes dang i thought they had that for the werewolf that was a special presentation ah i'll explain later the difference between ah, these things, Andy Cortez. Ah, uh, but next week, we are starting what franchise, Nick Scarpino? There's no chance you would know. It's Kung Fu Panda. We're yep. doing oh, Kung Fu Panda. I mean, no, I did know. <laughs> I know. But yeah, you wouldn't know what's happening right now. No, I just so here's forgot. the deal. I gotta take a ton of new movies coming out over the next couple weeks. I'm going to try to keep you all updated as we go, as things shift. So many dates keep shifting. Godzilla shifted. Uh, Ghostbusters shifted. Woo! We're trying to stay on track with it all. So what we're doing is we're going to be doing the next three weeks. Kung Fu Panda 1, Kung Fu Panda 2, Kung Fu Panda a 3. All right, because Kung Fu Panda 4 is coming out a little bit after that. But we have some other franchises to come back to on the time leading into it all. So I'm excited. I've never seen any Kung Fu Panda movie. You're I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm the most excited about Nick identifying the different forms of martial arts. Oh, shit. And calling out like, wow, they, they actually did that really accurately. I mean, you know? I spent my whole youth. <laughs> that was my youth. That I've been prepping identity. for this. <laughs> Have either of you seen it? I've seen all of them, man. Oh, shit. I love Kung Fu Panda. It's still yeah. my number one Nick Scarpino quote over... Uh, my father was a Honda owner, uh, or what was it? I was a Honda I owner, just Honda like my father before me. Like my father before the, me. The quote was Nick saying, look, if there was a new martial art, I knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like insane. I, uh, <laughs> it's an insane statement. I feel like I watched Kung Fu Panda on a plane next to Andy one time. I don't know why. I just remember, hmm. think, I just remember laughing on a plane. And it wasn't next to you. It really wasn't. But like, it's something I would do. I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, this is going to be a dumb Jack Black movie a on, on, a, on a plane. Laugh my ass off. Oh, yeah. Great. All right. Super cute. Cute. You're going to love them. Joey will be joining us as well. I don't know if she's watched them, but I, I know she I'm going to. Have. Okay. Well, I'm excited about this. It should be a good time. So get hyped for that. But we're not talking about that today. I remember, if you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free. Watch us live as we record them. And you get a daily <laughs> exclusive show. 
<laughs> um, you can get in review for free and with ads without the exclusive content on YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, and Nathan Lamoth. Today we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, but I'll tell you about that later. Nick. You think we could have made it harder for you to get through that intro? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> give, give us a big cup chin. Such a loud thing. And then Nick was sucking down the liquid in there like kills nobody's business, man. He was just I'm going. I'm fucking after. listening to my sacrifices. It's, when we get out here, we're watching the promo with Stone Golden. Oh, yeah. Done. Today we are talking about Echo. Um, it was five episodes released all at the same time. A new strategy for uh, the MCU, for Disney+. Plus. We've never seen something like this before. Um, and this is also the first time that it is a rated M show from, from uh, MCU officially yeah. without retconning things into it from the Netflix series. Um, but it was also available on Hulu, which is interesting. So they're really trying to like do different things, which obviously right now I think they they were in the new era with the streaming wars and everything. I'm trying to figure out what makes the most sense for each uh, release. Uh, January 9th, 2024 is when all of these came out. It's the first Marvel Studios Marvel Spotlight series. I don't know if you guys noticed that in the I intro. I noticed. Little, yeah. little di- <laughs> no, I noticed. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? Just fucking call it Marvel. Let's go. You got a little Giacchino in there. Giacchino? Oh, yeah. A brand new score from Giacchino for the Spotlight theme there. It um, told me in the subtitles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm impressed for you knowing yeah. that. Um, but yeah, Marvel Spotlight is a comic book anthology series published by Marvel Comics as a tryout book. It stood out for Marvel's other tryout books in that most of the featured characters made their first appearance in the series. Um, the series ran for a whole bunch of time back in uh, the 70s. But essentially, like, you know, comic books, there's always runs that just get unwieldy and people just can't jump in. And it's kind of like very intimidating to to want to jump into to something new. So there's a lot of issue ones, which Greg... Talk about that for a second. How frustrating could that be? No, oh, dude, I'm not that frustrated about it, actually. I yeah. have a problem with it. But I, it's, the, it's the idea that you reboot you series. You glasses. I did. Thank you. You're the first person to notice all day. Wow. That means you get the prize. <laughs> oh, God. No, I was really scared of <laughs> what, <you> <laughs> what if I had, like, real... Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, you know, you reboot stuff all the time or just reset the issues so that when people jump in, they see they want to go, oh, what, number one, I'm not that far off. Number five, I'm not that far off. I can catch up. Whereas action comics... 1,112, you're like, oh, that's a lot of comics to catch up on. Yeah, so a lot of time they'll just, like, reformat something as a, a number one, and that could be frustrating because, like, a lot of the times they'll, like, change up a lot of things, and it's, like, it is a simultaneously a follow-up, but also kind of, like, a reboot, and that yeah. can get weird, and nine times out of ten, they always eventually go back to the original 100%. <laughs> numbering, which, that's just how things work, but... Well, they all want that number. They exactly. want an action they, comics 1,000 moment. They don't want to get rid of it. But they also want the jump on period, which yep. is very valuable. But the Spotlight series is different than that in that this is kind of like, let's kind of make origin stories and like let's make characters that are uh, a, a digestible story here that can kind of get people interested in reading comics maybe, but they don't need to necessarily have any knowledge about anything going into it. Uh, so it's different from the Marvel special presentations that we've seen, Werewolf by Night and the Guardians uh, holiday special. Mm. Um were those the only two so far, um, which are like more just hour long specials, right? Um, so for this, it's interesting because you could just watch this show and really not have seen anything else, and it tells its own story. And that's why it's a little weird that fifty percent of the first episode is just Hawkeye. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But it, if you didn't watch Hawkeye, you could just watch this and not have needed to see anything else and been okay. So I think you kind of needed to see Hawkeye. Like you need to see like the end of that, right? To get the, the full emotional sure. impact of what's going on. Oh, well, well the impact, sure. Uh, I mean, this being Maya's story, anyway. We'll sure, sure, sure. It's, it's self-contained, but... I, yeah. yeah, so this is directed by Marion Dare, a showrunner and co-head writer, uh, best known for her contributions to Better Call Saul. 
Uh, she was the creator and showrunner of Echo. Uh, okay. She won or was nominated for six Writers Guild of America awards and won a Peabody Award for Better Call Saul. Uh, and then Sydney Freeland was the uh, director um, or directed the most episodes, four out of five of these. Um, and then some interesting things for Alequa Alequa Cox is the the lead actress in this. Born February thirteenth, nineteen ninety seven. That's just a fact Holy I wanted to tell you guys because I saw that I was like that can't be right, but it is. We're all mind blowing. You're all mind blowing. Yeah, it happened. Um, she is a Native American actress, uh, born deaf, and actually is an amputee with a prosthetic leg. I don't know. Um, so she's not publicly revealed what led to her need for a prosthetic. Um, and then the young Maya was, is actually Darnell Bassaw, who's her cousin, and, oh. uh, who is not deaf. So learned ASL mm. even oh. more for for this, uh, in addition to what she already knew, just from family stuff. Uh, music was done by Dave Porter, who, Porter, who's known for the original uh, score for Breaking Bad uh, and uh, Better Call Saul. Oh. There you go. A lot of influence there. And then the theme song was by the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Burning. Yeah. That was cool. Didn't hmm. expect that. I had never heard that song, though. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Um, and then one little fact I have for you here is Daredevil's costume in the series is a new take on his costume from the Netflix series with the design closer to the one that he wore in She-Hulk Attorney at Law, just more red. Uh, and then Lopez's hero suit was designed alongside Choctaw artists who made sure it represented their people and still provided a powerful reveal upon its debut towards the end of the series. Cox explained that it features symbolism for happiness and power from Choctaw culture, along with beadwork and gems that are meant to represent the skin from a Western diamondback rattlesnake, a very powerful animal. It's dope as shit. Texas Rattlesnake. So there cool. He's back. Like My sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, let's get into our thoughts on Echo, the little uh, limited series Marvel Spotlight. Nick Scarpino, let's start with you. Huh. Um, I liked the beginning of this. I think that it was uh, a, a, a property that I wish had uh, they had just done, like, let's cut some of the fat out of this, let's make it two hours, or let's really flesh this out and make it more episodes i feel like i was in a weird spot for me by the end of it i was kind of bored and didn't think there was a ton of plot to really glom onto but having said that i love all the actors i love the production value of this i like the action sequences of this and it makes me kind of a little bit mad that there wasn't more meat on the bone of this if that makes sense i think it was really unique i love the the kind of being exposed to new culture that i've never seen before i love uh, shout out to graham green who i love all that stuff really worked for me, and it kicked off with that with the with a really good feeling of like, oh, we're getting like the like the Netflix Daredevil, like this is going to be dark and like violent, and I'm all for this. But then it kind of meandered on the mid, and then kind of picked up at the end. So overall, it's kind of mid for me, unfortunately. Andy Cortez, um, I wasn't a huge fan of much of this. Um, I obviously I'm, I love like the the just the inclusivity and the diversity of it all. And just like Nick was mentioning, being introduced to uh, new cultures and, and traditions and things like that. I just was not a huge fan of much else, unfortunately. And I think a lot of it maybe was a story. Part of me was like, man, I wish this was just like a one shot just to kind of catch us up with this character. Cause I don't, I agree with Nick that I don't think there was like, if there was anything on the bone, is it really worth telling in this way? And like, I just was pretty underwhelmed by a lot of this show. I thought episode one kind of started off with a bang, and a lot of that is like, yeah, Daredevil's kind of doing some heavy lifting here, but that fight scene was still super cool. Nope. Um, and I think later on, there were just, there, uh, there would, 
especially like that little that little crew uh, of like um, people that worked at the bowling alley. Like sometimes there'd be actors on screen, and I'd be like, "Man, if this wasn't shot with like a nice, expensive camera and had like crappy lighting, it would look like a really crappy like student project." Like because I'm just not getting like the level, the the quality of acting that I expect from a Marvel like you know showcase thing like this on Disney plus um I yeah this there wasn't th- there were like little things that would kind of bring me back but then I'd ultimately get lost again by um just some really underwhelming villains in a lot of different uh parts even like I think this is like my the least favorite I've seen uh or, or my least favorite version of of Kingpin that Monday. that we've had so far I just I don't know there wasn't a whole lot there for me unfortunately so I was not uh, a big fan of this Greg Miller. So, overall, I would say I was pleasantly surprised by this. You know, it was that, oh, fuck. All right, I gotta watch five episodes of this thing. All right, Jen, let's do this tonight instead of whatever. Put it on. I had my Switch there. I was, like, ready to power up to play Pokemon. But, like, the intro grabbed me of episode one, and I was along for the ride. I think they, I, everything everybody said, I echo. Eh, you know eh. what I mean? Of, like, I, there was, like, you know, uh, the moment of her arguing with her uncle outside of the cabin or whatever right like that was like literally i turned to him like how cool is this that they're they are signing and fat and like i i i'm reading it and feeling the emotion and seeing it and like think think about what we are seeing right now this is incredible that this exists like in terms of diversity and, and inclusion my problem was i think on a minor note they're just bad at cliffhangers like I, my for episode three, my notes is first good cliffhanger where it's like they kept getting to, oh, I'm like, I don't know why is this isn't a big deal. But then overall though, my, my conversation with the show is I think wrapped up in the first four episodes and then the fifth where I enjoyed the journey and then did not enjoy the destination. Like I, I was in, this is fun. We're taking down the train. We're doing this thing. Oh my God. I fucking hate this guy. Biscuits. Okay, hold on. I love biscuit. You know Come what I mean? On, like, dude. I'm there. Grandpa flirting with grandma when Perfect. she comes to this. I'm like, this is fun. This is fun. And then it was the episode at the at the end where it's just like, but why are they all going to? Why are all the bad guys going to the powwow to attack? Like, I guess to torture. Is there? Did I miss a plot point? No, I, I didn't. No, we're here. We're just a rocket okay. Launch. And then nothing happens. <laughs> and it was just like, ah, oh, this. this I would have preferred if we just had more. We should have just talked I, to Kingpin and yelled and fought Kingpin. I think ultimately that's where I think the series starts falling apart for me is that there's just not a lot of stakes to what's yeah, going yeah. on. And I really don't understand Kingpin's motivations. And I don't think that Maya is bad enough to be an anti-hero or really, really good enough to be a hero. There's just a lot of like ambiguity in what why people are doing anything in, in this series. That by the time we get to the end... I liked the ending and that I liked how it ended. I don't think it was necessarily earned, but I love that moment where he's like, what did you do to me? Like, and she's basically taking away his pain of like why he is just this monstrous being because he got abused. And it's that, I, I like anything that, that touches on the cycle of abuse in that regard. But I just think like everything leading up to that with the exception of the bad guy from limitless who I love. And I thought she'd have been the bad guy. Isn't you know, the weird Russian dude is like yeah, yeah. With the cool shaved head and the Not badass Woody Harrelson. Beast. What's that? Not Woody Harrelson. Not Woody Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> I like that guy a lot, but that guy felt like he was a comic book villain from a completely different property. Yeah, I, and I was like, was he in Hawkeye? Was he one of the tracksuit mafia? I'm like, no, maybe okay, I don't okay. know. Okay. Sorry, no, I Tim shaking his head. There. Yeah, he no, was no. just one of many antagonists that I was like, none of these are doing it for me. And like, you're 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 trying. Like, I need somebody uh, with a lot more substance to make me 
care about Echo trying to beat their asses down because I'm just like, I don't, these, who are these people? In in the chat right now, Jeffrey Kirby says, it, it, I don't understand. Why are we going to the power? It was to hurt, it was to hurt my by killing people. No, I get that. But again, I feel like that's you telling me and not showing me. He, he, he the Kingpin grabbed her grandma and grabbed her, you know, sister for all intents and purposes, right? Like, that's all we needed. I didn't need the man with the rocket launcher <laughs> and then the guys in the cars as, like, then get run over by a monster. I was like, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and then the badass bowling alley guy shooting him with a sl- sl- All right. Like, I guess. But, like, I didn't need that. I, I feel like that all would have played better smaller. And did you feel and like... I definitely didn't need these superpowers in the entire family out of nowhere or whatever. But, well, that's just me. Did you feel like... Um, we'll touch on that in a second. But did you feel like Biscuits, the people that, when they wrote this, for that role Biscuit, they, they watched the bear and saw Fack and were like, we need this character mm-hmm. in in our show? No, because they're the exact same character. No, no, don't do that. To yeah, I don't know no, about no. that. I thought it, I <laughs> thought it was. When, <laughs> I thought it was weird trying to have a character like that and just not really utilizing that role a whole bunch. Like it really? felt <laughs> like you know they didn't use use him enough. Well, like look, it's not <laughs> I that can't I wait to hear Tim's opinion. It's, it's not that I didn't enjoy him. It's just like when you give a character that kind of extreme of a role i don't want to say well, he's extreme, a comedy relief but yeah right? like he's he's supposed to be the much sillier dude in this show and i feel like maybe this was really supposed to be eight episodes at one point or i don't know like i just there was just everything was like kind of halfway ex, uh, explored in terms of like arcs and villains and writing and ev- ultimately it just all kind of felt like half um successful to me i don't know tim what do you think way higher on it than you guys are like top to bottom i don't think it's perfect by any means like i, I think at the end of the day it's three out of five like it's good um but I, like I feel like right what's up sounds like we're right there together yeah but i'm like high on it though like i, I you're like, a high three I, I think yeah i'm, I'm high three but i think that it was it was good like i think that there there was very very solid and like i kind of like just disagree with some of what you guys were saying about like wanting this to be shorter or longer i'm like i think it told the story it was trying to and i feel like it was very good at just kind of meandering in the like character moments and the family stuff and i think there was a lot of unique family dynamics that i was surprised that they uh tackled and um seeing so many of the different relationships between the generations of people but then also with the time jumps of seeing how maya from being like taken away like when you're first watching the first couple episodes you're like what the fuck this doesn't make sense she was a little girl why would you blame her for this but then i think they do a really good job of explaining why the grandma is acting the way she is towards her and all the feelings that the characters have towards each other by the end of it, I totally buy. And going into it, I thought that that was going to be impossible because I was like, I just don't see how this can make sense. But I think that culturally, they did such a good job of setting up Oklahoma as the the location separate from New York that the dichotomy between the two, I like really bought into. And I just feel that they did a great job of making me care a lot about the like super side characters um with the exception of biscuit which i get i made me laugh a couple times but overall i it just went a little a episode little three when she rolls up to deliver the mail she's like oh biscuits borrowed mine and he rolls by in the totally fucked up truck and they just make prolonged eye contact i like that I, some highs with i want to go on the record and say i liked biscuit yeah i just want everyone to know that i thought he was fun i, I liked, liked it too when he was like yeah. trying oh well if you, you don't have a vendor tag guys <laughs> just like talks him and blows past him he's like all right yeah <laughs> i didn't didn't hate biscuit i just i feel like if anything in the show it was one of the lower points for me um where i just felt like the tonality of it kind of took away from some of the the impact um but i yeah. really we, all we the, spent a lot of time trying to fix that truck a lot of time yeah and then he has a monster truck at the end yeah like, where did he get I, that from i, I, didn't I like remember that. he was at yeah. the junkyard and everything the light touches, I got a kick out of yeah, that. He's yeah. like, that's from the Lion King. 
<laughs> but uh, the uh, the fight scenes I thought were were awesome. Like I think overall the show is like right there, right up there with the Netflix shows. Like I don't think it's as good as the better Daredevils. I don't think it's as high as Jessica Jones season one. But let's not forget Daredevil like half of season two. Oh, no, don't ever forget me. that. No, one. I know. There's I know, there's there's a lot of bad in those like a oh, lot of bad in those shows. Yeah. And I think that this is in a lot of ways better because it cuts the fat and the quote unquote fat in this I enjoyed a lot more and it being such a, a breezy watch of like it all coming out at once and feeling like a long movie and being a standalone thing that doesn't need to tap into every other thing i think really worked for it and it had enough uh action scenes that were awesome and deliver exactly what i'm looking for we got an insane freaking blacklight fight in an arcade to dragula it was awesome and she's fucking whipping around the light guns with the the wires yeah, and yeah. stuff the ski balls getting hit that's it rocked that seems rock. That seems Daredevil rocked. fight scene in episode one was rocked. awesome. Her doing that like delayed kick with the with her foot was so freaking sick. Yeah. Like I just loved all that stuff, and I really loved the final fight. Like the the music playing and the cut between the families and the echoes between generations. The grandma giving the speech, them powering up, her healing, her getting healed, healing Kingpin, all that stuff. I fucking bought in. I was like, this is awesome. I'm so so in. I can see why people wouldn't like it, but I think they did a really good job of kind of creating a new world that we haven't seen and this being way more grounded specifically for mcu we've seen the netflix do the kind of street level grounded stuff but we were just in oklahoma for a long ass time and i believe this oklahoma exists in the mcu and i think that's pretty cool the i that's that those are the parts of the show that i really liked but it also led to me my biggest disappointment i liked the small town i liked all of that stuff i wanted to be there more and i really wanted the show to 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 flex those interpersonal relationships but when we got to the reasoning why there was conflict between her her cousin and her grandmother i was very disappointed by that for especially since coming from a, you know a community that is so family based the notion that this grandma would simply never reach out to her granddaughter period because of her her son-in-law just it, i'm like i don't i don't believe that and i don't i didn't get a, a good enough amount of time with her and bonnie to have there be a resolution that i thought was was uh validating and it felt right because then she just comes back to the barbecue and then and we do love barbecues and the end of things don't get me wrong you're hitting yeah. close to home but that smile i needed more i needed there to be like sort of sort of some sort of conclusion to that um and i needed that to build up a little bit more so that we we got less of that that i wanted and we got way more of the kingpin weird relationship that that i needed more of i needed to see more of her being indoctrinated into his world to really buy the fact that she was like, you've betrayed me. I didn't know you were this bad guy the entire time. And I've been killing, like she's been killing people. And at some point, at some point she must've looked over and seen a newspaper article that said the Kingpin is a bad guy. Right. But she's like, you told me I was the only one that could trust you. I but, misunderstood. What, but then I was very <laughs> confused. And, and this is probably me not, not having paid too close attention to, to Hawkeye and the relationship with her and her dad there. But like her dad was around well into her twenties. Right. So at some point, her dad would, you would presume, pull her aside, like, Fisk is a bad guy. You know that, right? Like, don't believe a word he's saying. I don't understand the relationship between, what's that? He was working for him. Well, I don't think anyone likes Fisk, right? Like, all these guys that are working for him are like, I got, I got the feeling like the, un the uncle, for instance, was like compelled to work for Fisk. I guess the dad, I don't know. It's, it's very weird to me because the dad I, came off as a really nice guy. I'm with Nick to, in this of like, First off, I was watching something. I was like, oh, Hawkeye. Right. This comes from Hawkeye. I was like, right. so like, it took me a second to get my bearings. And then when I did, I was like, I remember the reveal of Fisk and Hawkeye being a big deal, but I don't remember how he got so close to the family and why he took a liking to Maya. I understood he worked, he, you know, the dad was on the payroll or whatever, but why did he take such 
into this girl. And then he's he's picking her up. And I was just like. He was running the karate place to like train, to find kids to then turn into. Okay. And he saw her, her anger and that's why he got yeah, into it. Yeah, okay. And then, but like, but the dad was still around, right? So was yeah. he like. He was, he was working for him. So he was basically training his daughter to be an assassin for Fisk. Yeah. Well, the I dad guess. wasn't like Fisk. Fisk was, I mean, yeah, I think he was just taking the kid to the karate. Class, but right. then it's also, yeah, he's the dad's a bad guy. I mean, he could be a good person, but he was doing bad so, things. So I needed more of that, right? I needed the dad to be irredeemable, except for the fact that he loves his daughter. And I didn't get that from this. I got that he was just, he just kind of comes off as like, yeah, I just do some bad stuff sometimes, but I'm a family guy, right? I needed this guy to be a shitbag, like gangster killer and i didn't get the vibe that he was a killer i didn't get the vibe that maya i also had think it's because i like the actor so much and i i see him that as a great yeah, yeah and problem, i see too. him as a redeemable dude yeah, he's, and like, he's, like he's cool in the right place but yeah, he's in crime but, but he's, he's you he know, doesn't want to be there for his family <laughs> and so and, and that's that i think was the other hard thing about this for me was that just that maya I, I don't i never got the sense that she wasn't anything other than just a nice pure person but then we're seeing her kill people and so it's like it's very weird to me i wish they had pushed her more into the darkness of where daredevil found himself or if you're going if you're going even further than that where we find the punisher uh, in the netflix daredevil series right where we have that moment where the punisher's the bad guy if you guys remember of, ne of daredevil season three i want to say or no two? season two, two it was and him and electra and that was the thing where like the electra stuff was bad the punisher stuff was good right and so like he fights the punisher and you're like oh, I, w I want that darkness of like on the cusp of killing i kill everyone right and i just thought that maya i, I thought that they just kind of pushed her to, way too much toward the light for me to believe that she would have been in bed at all metaphorically speaking rather in cahoots at all with uh with kingpin and like let him push push her toward anything like that yeah i don't know I, to me it really worked with how they did it because having her be so young when everything went down and like her mom dying and all that on top of having the struggles of being deaf and then after the accident having uh the the leg issue i feel like they did a really good job of the darkness in her coming from her family turning on her and like banishing her when she didn't even want that and then she's now with her dad who is working for kingpin like he her dad is a bad person so all she's ever known is people betraying her like banishing her and then her just having to to grow up kind of surrounded by her only role models being kingpin and who we all saw her flashback with kingpin of beating the shit out of the ice cream guy you know it's like mm -hmm. awesome. she kind of saw a bunch of like like her examples of how to live were all extremely violent or fucked up and all this stuff and i feel like they i, I don't know i think they did a good job especially with the uh the woodpecker stuff and right. her like hurting the woodpecker and, and and all of that like i just feel like there was a darkness in her that's not her fault but it was just the surrounding me that and that's definitely what they were going for but it didn't resonate with me in her actions right like i thought she was going to go back to the town and the reason why her family didn't want to have anything to do with her was because she was a stone cold killer but it turns out it's not it was a weird they were like no we just didn't want to deal with your father and it's like it wasn't even that though right because it well, that's the grandma is like what? yeah it, your father sucked or whatever and uh, oh you reminded me too much of my exactly. daughter I'm like, right. what? I was like that's a fucking weird that's a fucking one weird thing to say like no no grandmother would ever say that right i mean granted yes you can write your characters however you want but like i think i always think in terms of like my familial background which is my which is italians and there's just no fucking way right there's no way my grandma would have let me just be out there in the cold with a killer and not probably hired someone else to come get me right like i don't know i i just feel like they needed to push maya farther and that needed to be the impetus of why her family wasn't didn't want to fuck with her right i don't know i i totally buy the the blame that she had for the little kid too because she saw the evil in her and she was just like your father's the reason my daughter's gone
But we didn't see real evil. Like, she hadn't seen any evil in her, right? Like, they haven't talked to her in 20 years. They don't know she's a killer. Yeah, but, they, I mean, they, they even reference like, that when she was little that she had issues. And, like, the, the whole bird, the woodpecker story and things like that. It's showing that, like, she had this, like, Michael Myers-esque nature to it. We have it. one she's sequence. shot at a bird. And every kid's done that. I mean, I fucking killed <laughs> yeah, a squirrel last night. You know you now. But also, the, I, the I grandma would... didn't know that. The mom knew that. The grandma had nothing. We didn't see the grandma see that, right? So, like, yeah, the kid might have had some level of darkness in her, but I just feel no, like I, think I the wish... other woodpecker was like, it talks to the grandma. She's like, she was. Oh, shit. Fuck, really? What did she do? Oh, well, I mean, Oreos like, for her. <laughs> um, that was the other. That was the other aspect of this that I wish they had fleshed out just a little bit more. Was that sort of the 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 ancestral chain, the echo, right? I was like, that's a cool concept, and I think we get flashbacks of it, and I think they really they wanted that. But that's where I say this needed to be longer. We needed to get to know those people in those moments in time, and how the the sort of I forget the name of the character the the original sort of ancestor that freed everyone from the cave Chaffa yeah I needed more of like a little bit more of those characters aside from just like because we get to that part with the light horseman and I was just like this feels so superficial as far as how we're setting up this character and how she's saving this group of men and all this stuff that I almost wanted that episode just to be about her hmm. if that if that makes I sense? mean it makes sense I what I really enjoyed the most about the show is that every episode is about one of the the generations and opening up with the flashback scenes uh, for each one and going into the moment that their kind of power was first mm -hmm. aw awoken and the differences between it of like one overcoming with power, one having the accuracy, mm. one having the healing ability and all that and that coming together and Echo uh, using those different abilities in the moments she needed with those specific powers that related to the flashback we got in the episode of like how they her ancestors overcame it like i got enough i didn't need a full-on backstory for these like characters like i get it you know i, I get sure, what sure. you're saying with the with the development not being super satisfying but that reunion still like made me smile and like oh this is good like they're they're nailing this reunion between the grandmother between the grandmother between the grandmother Grandma. and maya and that is that is hitting me even though not necessarily everything else was developed super well um i just i i just for me personally, I just wasn't very interested in like a lot of what the characters were saying or doing or or emoting. You know, I just I felt largely kind of bored by most of it, unless there was like cool action on the screen. And even like I saw you tweet about the Jagula thing, and I probably I wish I didn't read that fucking tweet because that got me hyped up, and I was pretty let down by that sequence too. I think the only sequence I actually loved was the Daredevil one, and then parts uh, later on in the bowling alley. Not even necessarily in that like little laser tag room, but. I thought there were some cool moments in the bowling alley that um, had cool choreography and, and fun shots. But then there were on the flip side of that, there's, you know, that moment where uh, Maya is in the in the they're all captured by the people at that bowling alley. And it's her and her cousin or her, you know, almost sister or whatever we want to call her. And then she's like, I'm going to pretend to punch you. And she punches her. And then she like throws something at the uh, at the lady holding the gun. And like some of these characters just. Like, what are they doing here? What are these actors doing here? It, it, <laughs> like, it, it felt clunky. It felt, like, it felt like we were setting up a lot of different things, a lot of which never really got fully fleshed out, if that makes sense. And Tim, sorry to lament on this. We can go into the plot in a couple seconds. But like, to your earlier point, I love that they were trying to set up all that stuff. For me, it didn't hit. The only thing, the only one of those power sets that really did hit was the healing power set, because we had seen that before with, with the Robin with the uh, woodpecker rather which i thought was a cool backstory as well too so i wish no we had gotten the, the powers in all of them though. like we saw the the sharpshooter of the uh like the accuracy thing of the the lone oh, i guess the, of the little the 
gate gun mm-hmm. that she made. Yeah, and then we, and but in the flashback we see the I forget the name you just said it the 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 group of people that the they're like oh we can't women aren't allowed to do this the light light horsemen light horsemen yeah yeah like, um like that that was the sharpshooter thing and then mm-hmm. the little uh sports thing that they did like that was the power of her like jumping through the big group of people as they're all trying to get the ball and shit that she uses when she kicks the train okay you know um it's there i wish the only one of those that really resonated with me though and i wish they had all potentially done that but i guess they don't really have to was just that healing at the end i that to me should have been sort of the emotional core of everything because really the relationship i care about it in this no disrespect to the grandma or to bonnie who we see five for five scenes. Hey, she's a firefighter um was she a firefighter? I thought she was an EMT. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, it, it was the Fisk relationship because that, to me, is the most complicated relationship. And so to have that come to a head where she's already tried to kill him once and it either missed or his skull's so hardcore that it, it rejected the bullet. Yeah. Never got the clarification on that one, but it was cool. That he's got a little patch. It looked like it hit him like on the orbital bone rather than in the eye, which is hard to miss. But still. Well, either way, I love the he, ending where she like heals him. I wish that I wish we had a little bit more of that. And then we are using some kind of cool anyways. future tech for his to heal his eye, right? Well, yeah, because it's he's got his eye back now. You imagine, yeah, it had like a light to it. So yeah. it's like when Andy and I are gonna get those masks to de-age us. I think I bet it's Jakarta. Sorry, say that again. Are you talking about the Jakar. healing thing? I thought that was just like the AR tech that he had. No, no, he had when he took his patch off. You know, it had light in it. And it was like, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. That's so he can communicate with her when she had the contact. No, but no. then she took. We're the talking different. His, his eye bandage, bandage itself had eye. like circuitry to it, and it had light in it. So when he took it off, it like made a sound and was it looked theoretically cool. like doing. I, I assumed it was some rich people. Healing Pretty sure it's thing that let I assure you, it's not. Well, then how would he see you, bitch? Because be able to see it because he had his own contact. No, no, he doesn't see shit. He, he just gave her contact. the contact, and when he talks, he just it hears, translates. Oh, right. Hit a and by the way, yeah, yeah. But that the, part was... He needed to understand what she was saying. But it, it was being translated in his headsets. So mm. it talks to him in that little earbud. The eye thing was not related to any of that. Good, then, Tim's right? raising a good point, though, because you still got to be able to see what she's doing to be able to he- translate yeah. into this thing. He had a contact. Well, that's why them. she has the contact. Oh, I mean, I get. There was one beat where she's like, "You didn't even learn like sign language," which I was doctor. shocked by. I thought but he was, I was playing like, dumb about that. Yeah, I was like, "Why? Why wouldn't you just learn that? You're such a smart guy." Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought he was playing dumb the whole time. I it's loved so when he killed weird. the interpreter. That was dope as shit. That was so fucked up. Brutal man. And he was just eating that little piece from. of meat. What was he eating a little steak? Looked delicious. I'll tell, <laughs> tell you what though. I the 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 AR stuff. I'm like, I needed way less of that. That that for me. He's not wearing the eye patch when he's talking to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was just like a healing device and the headset. I just thought was, it was cool. I was just saying it was cool and I think it was some kind of future just stark some kind of tech somebody stole. Yeah. Um well, either way. Which I also I think probably got him over whatever the fuck wherever he got shot. And some I don't know. I think like, that was my headcanon for how you get shot in the head and she trained killer thinks you're dead. That they have some kind of fucking special. You, you just see, like she pops up in, or uh, Fist pops up in Wakanda, and they're like, "Should we be healing this guy?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we gave him a third arm for no reason. It's weird. This doesn't feel very safe. Uh, I, I do like that they didn't just default, by the way, to the oh, this person can read lips. I, I like that they were like, "Hey, we, you know, this is about someone who is who can't hear, and and, and we're." going to explore that in as many different ways and, and pay respect to her as opposed to the other characters in the series who it's on her then to then read their lips and translate that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of, that was a good choice. 
Yeah. Uh, the, my biggest criticism of the show, and I'm usually not this guy, but man, it was so dark. I hated the way like, oh, really? I couldn't see anything. I know, it wasn't dark show. on my TV. Yeah, yeah and it was like ridiculous. Really? Like every scene, specifically the train scene, which I know was supposed to be dark, but it was like, it's so hard to make out like the, the action here. There's choreography that I'm missing just because of how dark it is. This is how dumb my brain is. She welds the little thing, opens the thing, right? Puts the bomb in, comes back. Replaces it and then sprays the goo upside oh, down. Like that's all her face. face. She's got to have it all over her face. You can't look. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look at what I wrote. I wrote sealant face for my notes. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Who they? Because you can see it falling off. I was yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are a kind of funny membership member over on YouTube or Patreon, you get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Snowbike Mike's Bills are a nine and a half point favorite against the Steelers, and Andy's Dallas Cowboys are a seven point favorite against the Green Bay Packers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KINDAFUNNY. New customers can just bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code KINDAFUNNY. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code kind of funny marvel spotlight hello everyone welcome to echo five episode run on disney plus and of course hulu episode one is titled chaffa i might be mispronouncing hulu i canceled ad free hulu recently huh it was like 18 dollars a month it was fucking crazy yeah, back down eight dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we learn. Uh, we fi- well, so this is the first episode of the show, so we get a whole bunch of flashbacks, including stuff to a uh, Hawkeye to run you through if you don't know what's going on. Here's the deal with stuff, but then we also get a flashback that's new of uh, the Choctaw, right? Of Chaffa uh, being a god and just drinking some cool juice out of a hole, right? And then guess what? The whole cave it starts. Oh, it's, it's 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 coming down on. So I have to come pause out and their skin falls in. off, and then they got Thanos chin. Yeah, four minutes in, I'm like, I'm like did I click the right show? <laughs> <laughs> so confused, man. So confused. Uh, and so then from there, yeah, we're back, and we, you know, it's Maya Lopez. Welcome everybody. Uh, we're this. We get the whole. We, we learn what actually happened to her mom and her leg. Right, that she wanted hot chocolate. I'm straight up telling you, as soon as Ben's cognizant, I'm showing him this scene. I'm be like, you ever asked me to go out? This could happen to me. In the pouring Jesus. rain, also. Yeah, exactly. It's so cold. I'm like, just don't, don't bother. All right, we don't have any hot chocolate. Your life's pretty great. Fucking have take some milk out. You take some milk out, warm it up. I'll spit in it. Yeah, exactly. You, oh, you want There's me to die? Chocolate. Is that what you're saying, Ben? Great. Well, cool. I mean, you know, is somebody gonna cut your brakes? <laughs> no. You don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna after hours doing. I will say, I'm here. so glad that there was a reason as to why this crash happened because I was like. That's it. 
you're gonna start me off with just like here's a random accident, and then once yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. they cut the brake. We got the guy who cut the brakes. So I was like, oh, thank Fucking God, Lopez boys. Thank God, those stupid guys, those sons of bitches. Um, so dad then has to go to New York, and then grandma gets real mad, and they had they were nice for a second, but then they're all mad. And Bonnie and her were sisters, but they're not real sisters, but they are. And so they go to New York. And so now this is the thing, and you're going to go train with the thing, and you're going to see the kingpin, that's the thing. And then he's going to start training you to be killer, and then your dad gets killed by Hawkeye when he's Ronin. And then it's like, all right, cool, now you're going to be you're gonna be Echo, and you're going to kill people for me. You think her and Black Widow would have a cool fight? Yeah. I think she had a cool fight with just about anybody. As we see where she goes off on her first job with a bunch of... I, you know what I love about this show? Mm. Is when they... And, and, and Marvel stuff in general. But when you walk in, I'm like, oh, these guys are all stunt dudes. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, you guys aren't actors. You motherfuckers can barely talk, but you're about to do some cool shit. Let's and, and, go. And that that that's kind of what I meant by a lot of sequences where I'm just like, yeah, again, if you were just like to give these give this crew like a school's camera equipment, yeah. I'd be like, this looks this feels like a lifetime original. Like, I know here it says movie. the show feels made for TV, right? And that yeah. was my the thing of like, this is a great fight scene. Daredevil popping in. That's fucking cool. Dude, all the stuff with yeah. like the the baton with the like yeah. when he like sucked back the gun from her or whatever i forgot what he was like taking back dude this whole fight scene was done so well and like i wish i immediately played- wish i would have gone back to watch daredevil because in those moments like oh i haven't felt this in a while <laughs> and this i wish good. the show itself would have done more scenes like this i wish we were more in maya's head like i liked it when it went Dead quiet, and we were in. And it was, I, I, I wish oh there would have been the two heartbeats, like the two fucking heartbeats, oh. Andy. The, the subtitles. If you didn't have subtitles on, she's fucking fighting a dude, and it says two heartbeats beating rapidly, and one she heartbeat. fucking grabs the guy and cracks his spine. And it says one heartbeat. <laughs> Damn, so with the sick. arm and guillotine too. Uh, before this fight sequence happens, there was a, a moment where See, that's what I'm saying. The thing that Nick just did right there, he's gonna do that in Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, I'll totally do. Ru- that. Ruin Nick a choke, all Absolutely. that stuff. <laughs> um, before this happened, I, I, I like that. I think we saw this in her backstory for Hawkeye. But there's a moment where she's like first standing to, to square off against the other kid when she's like a you know junior white belt or whatever yeah. it is, and he like goes to punch her, and then it cuts to a badass fucking moment where she's that fighting cool. MMA with someone and fucking murks the guy. I was like, oh, I forgot the choreography, and this is gonna be sick. And then that leads directly into the the Daredevil fight, which is a great homage to the hallway sequence where it's all you know. Remember the Daredevil is always like the one one take shots was there's some cuts in this that were pretty obvious but still it, it works for me I, I i'd say like the daredevil and maya stuff worked obviously like incredibly well but starting off with this dude just jumping through a door i thought there was just like a lot of stupid fucking decisions made by these dudes that like that not, was i thought it was awesome with a guy fucking tanks through the door i was like that but, was rad and like all it's like like what the fuck you know but like a lot of these like moves that were happening just felt really like it's just not not intelligent decisions made by either side you know like when the dude's like reaches over the table and he gets shot and like a lot of it felt really not great and didn't look awesome and that's where i'm like oh i don't know this is gonna work out and then daredevil shows up and her and maya him and maya have awesome fight sequences yeah i'm okay if the if the logic of the fight is stupid as long as the fight shows me something that i've never seen before and this fight had this scene had a kinetic energy to it that i was like this is fucking rad i will say biggest criticism of this whole show daredevil's pants too baggy i didn't notice the pants. cargo pants get them out of here we're, we're wow. getting a little we're getting a little fast and loose with these tight fitting leather outfits now letting people do high kicks are they like baggy it. are they saggy 
What do you think about those pants? <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to a podcast in a podcast. What do you think about those pants? I'll tell you what, Daredevil. God bless him. Love how he moves. And obviously, they gave him the big pants so he can do the high kicks. Mm. But he looks like he's carrying a load, Chet. Low on the list. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's very low. This is going to go last. Unfortunate Charlie Cox. I feel like some of the gore uh, was there just for the rating reason. It's supposed yeah. to like, be really cool. Like, yeah, like the guy getting like his face it kind of exploded. I was just like, ah, I didn't need, I get why they did it. But like it didn't, that, to your point, it's like that didn't feel right to me to kick off this scene. But uh, then once it started going, I thought it was really great. And I, and I just want to clear, like, I don't think that Daredevil was necessary for this to be cool. Like, I think it was a great fight. It also had Daredevil, which is, just makes it better. Well, Daredevil you know? was, I think it was, was 100% necessary just to kind of like, I, I love that the first time we really see her square off against someone, it's fucking Daredevil. And then Fisk has that one line, which I wish they, everything that he says is sort of like, it just kind of goes by so fast with the accent that he does. Even <laughs> Um, but I like how he's like, you, you fared so much better than any of my men have ever fared against him. Like, I didn't expect you to win, but you did well. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. cool. I, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't need it to be Daredevil, but I don't know who else could have had a weapon like that. That be Daredevil. I think, like, you know, raised the quality of the fight because Sorry, of the cool creative shit. To be clear, know? Daredevil had to be in the series. The relationship between right, them, right. I'm happy with him. All that was great. I'm just saying, I think that, like... It's not just, oh, Daredevil's fighting in a hallway, so it's cool. It's like, I think her fights were cool, too. Yeah. And I think that, like, the, that's proven multiple times in the series. I will say a note on the rated R-ness of this, of it, of it being, like, gritty and hardcore. This is, like, the most PG rated R show that I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen in my entire life. You get halfway not through, like... Cock. Gotta, <laughs> kept waiting. Cox, dude, 2023, 2024, all about the cock. Yeah. Gotta have cock. Oh, God, I don't know, man. Like, there was a lot, like, all, all of the shit of her, like, bullet wound that she oh, had. Like, yeah, that could have been PG-13. Shot. <laughs> There's a lot of people getting shot. They yeah. had that dude who like coughed the blood, who was looking oh my backwards God, yeah. from the bowling alley. Like, I mean, I just think rated R series. I think I remember like when Punisher was like ter- fucking cutting someone's face off with glass in the in like Punisher season two, and I was it's like Punisher though. Yeah, but I mean that's season two of Punisher. Oh, maybe it was only season one. I just remember John Bernthal yeah, cutting someone's face up, and I mean, that was just John Bernthal. Like wow, that was on yeah. his podcast. Wolf of Wall Street was great. <laughs> Tim, do you think because of all of Kevin Feige being like, yeah, it's all canon now because it's all different multiverses, I haven't seen Jessica Jones yet. Oh, I love Jessica Jones. You gotta watch Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones season one was my favorite, favorite Marvel show on on Netflix. Really? Over like any of the Daredevils? Season season one of Jessica Jones was fucking awesome. So I'm watching through all of them for the first time. So like I'm on, I'm not, I'm like halfway through at this point. Jessica Jones season one is definitely a standout, but I mean, it's not great. (laughs) Like there's, it's like, Maybe thirty percent of it's fucking awesome, and then seventy percent of it's like, oh my lord, are we look, really fucking doing look, this? Look, wait till you get to the progression of her blonde friend. I forget the name or her name. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not look, good. You should watch it though. It's just like it's a lot. But David yeah. Tennant's awesome, amazing. Yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. Like some of the moments are so damn incredible, and there's just a lot of other Have shit. You watched the Iron... Death by a Thousand Cuts. Come on, man. Did you watch Iron there's... Fist yet? No, it hasn't happened. Yet. No, I'm on Luke Cage right now. Oh, Luke, what... sweet Christmas. I'll tell you what, man. Where are you at in Luke Cage? Uh, I'm like halfway through. Okay. Just like, you know. I know where you're going with this. I just like lost interest. <laughs> like, I was like, oh man, nothing else is cool anymore. Yeah. That's where the show ended for me. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> you're like, this is the perfect idea. I'll yeah. stop right here. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we see that and she gets away and Kingpin's happy. And then we get it all recapped of like Kingpin killed her dad for some reason. And then uh, she shot Kingpin. And we're like, all right, all is well that ends well. And so she goes to Oklahoma and she uses dental floss to sew up her bullet hole. And, uh, sorry. After the show ended, it queued up Daredevil season one. I was like, oh, I'd like to watch Daredevil season one again. And then I remembered when he wasn't Daredevil, he was a lawyer with Froggy. 
Foggy. 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 And I was Deborah like, Wolf, oh, I, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to watch that ever again. Really? What? <laughs> I just didn't like that uh, character. I didn't like the character. They're coming in... back. You know that. <sighs> Rumors say. Uh. We'll see. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, then she ends up in Oklahoma and she biscuits puts her in the place and uh uh Henry, uh the uncle. Uh, owns a bowling alley uh, and uh, he Love worked guy. I, I really think the dynamic like his arc that I he had him. and like the, the growth of him like connecting again with Maya and like I mean really for the first time since she was so little uh, for him to have that moment a couple episodes in where he's just like hey, if the offer's still on the table let's fucking fuck these guys up and I was like this is awesome was really I, cool. I think like one of the only lines that I legitimately enjoyed was and, and not even just that but also just like kind of the delivery along with like his he had such a great job of of you know bringing out this emotion of him being like you want to be the the queen, the queen you want to be the queen pin. pin like he's the reason why so many of the people i love are dead and that shit was all i was like dude this guy rules i liked him sorry to back up and this might be a detail that i missed what what was that her ultimate goal in coming to this town and like blowing up the and like Doing the train, she wanted to just basically like take over Kingpin's operation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no Kingpin. The power vacuum, she could seize control. Got it. Queen. The whole line about the chaos and power and shit. Fucking sick. Man. Chaos emeralds. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she's going to do it. Henry rejects it, as we already said. And then the cliffhanger is Fist not dead. And there's a little hospital He's room. He's breathing. There's no bike mic in there. <laughs> <laughs> Does Mike ever get close? When you have to fix something, like, if he gets close to you, and you're like, Jesus, it's like a 20-year-old dog. <laughs> I was going to say that he had it on our stream, but during the Game of the Year podcast, there were several moments where a Blessing or you or Janet or, or Greg are talking about a game, and I was, I was like, they're breathing real loud right now, dude. Like, it's, you know what it is, because it sounds labored. I'm like, are you in pain? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is oh it hurting God. to breathe? It's that thing where he's going to have the fifth heart attack on camera, and then we'll know. Yeah. You know what I mean? That'll be the one that gives it away. <laughs> He's, he's just like a fucking Wait, Chicago father powering that, through all like these. <laughs> powering through all these. And then he's just done. Uh, uh, I do, for this being as standalone as it is or whatever, I, I loved the way that they used the flashbacks from the Hawkeye episodes. Like, I think that they did a good job of, like, reusing that footage where it felt like it was still just part of the show. If you hadn't seen that, it would add up. And having the Ronin reveal of, its being, of it being Hawkeye, like, if you know, you, that's awesome. And if not, it's like, that moment who the fuck me. is this guy? <laughs> but, like... Him being like Ronan, Hawkeye fucking killed her dad. Like that's that's wild to think about the the connections there, and like even just seeing Hawkeye fucking wreck fools in the, the auto body shop was like Dude, so sick. There's the moment where you're like, you could have just jumped off that car normal, Hawkeye, no, but he did a spin flip. Yeah, he did a spin flip. Like you don't need to you don't need to flex flip. on people like that. They're already dead. And then uh, in episode one, uh, I really liked when uh, they get the doctor to like try to help her. Oh, and then like the he's translating as much as he can, and then she starts doing all the doctor talk, and he's just like, ah, I can't, "Yeah, I, I can't yeah. do it." Dental floss. Oh shit! Like that was. Ugh. And she was the doctor slash coroner, so he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any people need to get taken care of and or like disposed of." She's like, "Which one? Uh, me?" He's like, "Taken care of for right now." But think of how the mint of the dental floss affected the wound. Think Probably good. Probably made it feel good at a while. Yeah. Really? Good. Yeah, because like you a think Vicks about kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you put it on, it like makes it breathe, even though it was kind of pussy and gross. Oh God! I didn't. It looks so. Hey, that's, that's what it was. He's giving you a detailed uh, visual <laughs> of what he saw. Yeah. Yeah, you ever see yeah, back in my day we call this guy Magellan, right? He's crushing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need him. I'll find a name. How long ago was back in your day? 
<laughs> All right, we got a guy out here discovering things, telling us what's going on. Rain McNally. I can see the thing. <laughs> All right, episode two. Lowack. Lowack. Okay. <laughs> we open uh, in a, in a uh, shock tie. It's another flashback. They're playing like rugby. They're just out there fighting. I'm like, God, this is so cool. My number one thought when they're all in those little scruffs, scrumps. I think it was more like lacrosse. Isn't when they're all lacrosse? in the scrums, yeah, I was like thinking lacrosse. like, man, they must break so many of those little sticks. Yeah. Like, think of all the, those sticks like getting stepped on. I'd be stepping but on everybody. But they're fucking stick, doing right? it, and they're like playing lacrosse, and they're killing it's it It's like lacrosse, but you have to run through the goal for a touchdown. The, You're in, not throwing in the, the one. And the one woman's just doing great, and they just bring out this fucking unit. Yeah, dude. They're like, fucking get it. Get the rock. The rock Which, time traveled back here for some reason, and he's playing now. What kind, of, what kind of a coach and, or team manager are you <laughs> if you don't have your number one dude out there? Like... I'd be pissed if I was the other squad. Like, where the f- where is Henry at? Well, this guy's on the line too, right? Huh? A lot on the line here. You yeah. get banished from the land forever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you feel like they had to play back-to-back games, right? And they were getting letting this guy wrestle. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they're not the only. You know I mean? <laughs> they were like the, there was a red squad, blue squad. You didn't see the green, yellow yeah, game that was right. happening. Yeah. You didn't see uh, fucking Hufflepuff out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You go. Everybody like circles up on her and starts crushing her, and it's very much like in the movie Man of Steel when Superman's talking to Zod in that vision, and he gets sucked down in their skulls. Remember, it's like mm-hmm. that. That's scary. But uh, this time around, they're in Alabama, huh? Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Recipes, Nick Saban. Roll, Roll, Roll Tide. Tide. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad I got too much Bam in me. Uh, anyways, though, she gets the vision. Uh, her hands glow. She does, you know, a, a crazy jump out of there and scores the goal. Congratulations, you've won. You can stay. Cheating. Can I use this win as an opportunity to change this rule forever where people just get randomly fucking banished for no reason? So all of these little backstories are based on actual like Choctaw uh, myth or like just culture and, and things like that. The um, the first episode, uh, Chaffa. Chaffa's a made up thing, but there's a lot of creation myths about uh, being in a, in a hill that like collapses on you and like a lot of the things we saw there. And then this game that they play uh is uh ishtabuli or stickball uh which is north america's oldest sport oh um, and but it was football i love you so much crushed it anyway and then i'll get to the other one episode three. Oh, thank you so much uh back in modern times biscuit in my biscuits sorry in maya and the dog whose name i forget billy jack billy jack <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Hold Let's on, go. Billy Jack. We're going to go jump on this train and shit, right? We're, gonna, were we stealing stuff? Were we blowing stuff up? We didn't know. I thought we were stealing, but we weren't stealing. She's like, you're, that was a cool reveal. figure out, fucking track me, and figure the shit out. That was pretty neat. I that like that. Cool. And I like, like, oh, I like oh shit, you're thing. the one I'm tracking? What the fuck? Get in the car. She jumps on the thing. She almost misses it. We get a lovely rendition of the Uncharted train level here from yeah. Uncharted 2. So we're just going around killing guys, murking guys, doing stuff. Before we got there, one of my favorite uh, parts of this is the, the grandparents. Like as characters, both as a relationship, the problems that they have, and everything. I love the grandpa being the fucking like techie arms dealer guy and running the pawn shop, kind of having everything that that they might need. And like her going there and getting the little camera, guy in the chair, and uh, like the guy in the chair, you know, like that's good. And uh, as as he throughout the series like texts her out, and then the grandma like being the one to finish off the suit, and like so the two of them coming together to like power her up. I love that shit. That was so sick. I thought there was a couple weird camera cuts to show. To, I think like to in an effort to get more emotion from Maya, but there's like a moment where she like jumped that little train thing and like it cut back to her look and be like, got him. And I was like, there's like weird camera choices that I wasn't really a, a big fan of. And 
Clearly, I'm the only one who noticed them. So I sorry. Too, <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say. Too dark. <laughs> the next time I knock over a train, if you're in a truck pulling up to the train, I have to jump onto the thing. Mm-hmm. Do me a flavor, Flav. Do a little favor. Just pull up behind the train. Because if we're going into the tunnel, you can just drive into the tunnel with me, and then we can take as much time as we possibly need for me to just get on the thing without breaking. Don't be too ground. bumpy, though. Got Billy Jack in there. He ain't, he ain't strapped down. Well, it's yeah. not going to be too bumpy. Literally, the car could just go right. The, the tires are it's wider not, than the no, actual thing. That's not how it's gonna Maybe work. Maybe they're on the you're thing, gonna, man. Gonna, <laughs> Maybe they're on the thing. Wait, am I fucking... How wide? Am I putting the car wheels directly on the fucking two-inch wide fucking rail? Are you a fucking driver? Or are you a talker? I'm clearly fucking biscuits. You know what I mean? <laughs> biscuits isn't fucking able to get it and just fucking ride the rails. Let me ask you this question. Yeah, back when, to the when future are we start when they put the DeLorean on there, I remember. When are we going to start wearing tank tops and getting ironical tattoos? Because I want to look like Biscuit. Oh, okay. He had a good look. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He had a great beard. He had like a, he had like a, he had like a, yeah, he had a good beard. He had a great beard. Biscuits, if you're watching, great beard, good job. Good He's job. like a Native, Native American Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, yes. that's what Jen said. Love that. Yeah, that's what Jen the said. The hair, too. yeah. Good hair. Why <laughs> are you looking at me? What's he looking at me for? It was a choose your own adventure. I, choose, I took the safe path. Oh, okay. Uh, Thank so God. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> Thank God. First time for everything. Yeah, you know how it is. Uh, so she did the thing in the train with the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She right. got in there. She put the thing in there. She gets back in the car with biscuits. And he's like, you're going to steal something. Say something. And she's like, I didn't steal anything. And he, he's like, ooh. And so then the train car rolls Tim in. Allen? <laughs> it rolls into fucking New York or whatever, right? And they're like, cool, we got all the shit. We're fucking bad guys. Yeah, and they unload all the shit from the DS7-01. And then the guy who's the bad guy, with the guy, and he walks outside, he would, it blows up. And it's like, oh, shit, it was DS7-01. That's what blew up. She put a bomb in there, and it was cute and small. I love this shit because I like the way they set it up. Of like, I'm like, don't steal. I'm not stealing. What are they stealing? It's like, the question is, what are they stealing? They could have had this thing and be like, what was in it? What did she get the whole time? No, it was a bomb. I liked that. I feel like it served the character and the arc that she had. And um, I, I'm happy that there wasn't some fucking MacGuffin that like yeah. people yeah. were chasing and all that stuff. And I liked that instead it was revenge-based for yep. them being like, yo, you fucking killed a bunch of us. Yeah. And so, yeah, then, you know, because it was D-Ash, Devil 771, they're all like, explosion. oh, we know that, that one came from these people. And so those people are like, oh, shit, we fucked up. And the bowling alley guy's involved in this, too. And he's like, oh, fuck, fuck, we fucked up. But we, we're cool. It'll be clear. It'll come down to me, not you. And so then he's like, Maya, you fucked up and did this stuff. And she's like, I know I fucked up. My leg got crushed. Greg forgot this part. And so, like, I pushed it off. And my hand glue, and that was weird. But now she goes to Grandpa. And she's like, yo, my, my crushed my leg. Can you fix my leg? And he builds her a leg real quick. And it's not a great leg. He's like, I'll make you a better one. This, this is what yeah. I got and right now. The, you know, I'm a simple man, but getting the tech upgrade with the promise of a better one coming later, I'm like, let's fucking go. When he sh- when she showed, I want it to look like this or whatever. Did she show like Black Panther Wakanda stuff? What did she show? Because that's what it, when I was like waiting for a big, oh, it's this. And then they gave the leg and I'm like, it kind of looks like Black Panther suit. Is that what you're looking at? I don't even remember okay. the visual. Where did she get the knife in the boot? Joker. Uh, and so then, uh, I'm like, what wasn't that here? Jeffrey Kirby says, You keep saying bowling alley, but it was a roller rink. Vibes, you know what I mean? Uh, wait, yeah, so I feel like I got everything in this already. He, so the grandpa gave her the knife in the boot. I think this first upgrade, I think, was the boot yeah, knife. He was putting all the shit in it, and like, okay, got it. Um, yeah, great. This is around the part, my like least favorite part of the whole show where um i thought they did a good job of setting up maya's back but it's a secret and like the family dynamics how much of a problem that all is 
fucking biscuits getting on the goddamn radio and just being like yeah, oh my yeah, 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 and then yeah. bonnie finding out that way i was like yeah you're right this sucks. is the next cliffhanger yeah. that sucks, where it's just like okay she's not talking to her friends or whatever i don't fucking i really it. didn't like that and this that AMC to me is the firefighter biscuits made me laugh a couple times liked them overall this is the, the 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 scene for me really i was like and the monster truck thing but i'm like god damn it uh we now go to episode three you can buy that ps4 or one <laughs> if, you had, if you had PT on it with maybe like uh, Bloodborne at, at running at 1080 <laughs> modded, modded PS4, it's fine. Episode three is Tuklo. Uh, this is the flashback to the Light Horseman we were talking earlier, where they won't let the girl join the group, and that fucking sucks. But then she saves him with her sharp shooting skills and has his, the power of the the echoes of the past there to get her through that. And it was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Light Horsemen were the tribal police forces of five indigenous tribes. Um, they were given jurisdiction over indigenous people in their lands, uh, though they were expected to leave non-Chakta criminals alone to face the wrath of the U.S. government. Um, and eventually they dropped the men. So that now it's just the light, light horse. So and we can do it, too. Um, and so this is where I, uh, my first note is grandpa hitting on grandma. I like this. When grandma okay. shows back up at the thing, trying to get information about Maya or whatever, and he hits on her a little bit. That's cute. Uh, then we go to the bowling alley. Yeah, I love the grandpa. Where uh, this is where the bad guys are there now to get Maya and get Bonnie. No, Everybody's getting get... captured from behind, man. Exactly. Everybody's exactly, getting exactly. fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a note I have that I need to read is Sully's all horned up for Grandma. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a good note. Um, And so, yeah, they're here. And they, Yeah, then Bonnie shows up in the middle of this whole thing. She's like, there's some, there's some shady stuff happening. Why do you do that? Get in the fucking car and make the radio call. You're getting away scot-free. Get in there and lock the door. It happened real fast. So like, fast. surprisingly fast. And that, at that point, I'm like, is Daredevil doing this? <laughs> like, how, is everybody, how are these people so skilled? Um, You know, this is the thing we talked about with these, you know, three actors that are just, like, out of place and weird in this whole thing because they're calling in for the reward money and he's the one who, like, shines the bowling balls and so the... And so, like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm the inside man. But whatever. I was like, you know, you took down Daredevil. These guys are gonna give you a chance. And then there's, well, he's—they're not really threat. So, what, but what is she sussing out? I guess she's trying to get him. But then she ends up fucking almost blown away. So I was right, you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter because yeah, the real bad guys show up. And then there's a fight scene here. I'm sure you guys want to talk about it. She they made punch that through gun? the wall. The wall says "Bowl America again." Make America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make America bowl again. Make America yeah, skate, skate again. Skate yeah. America bowl. I know yeah. I'm running. Yeah, with but I love that. I love that getting like like bumped up against like three times and then them busting fucking through like this i loved this fight scene like not every moment of it was perfect loved the use of dragula always going to be a big fan of that uh, but the song ending and then just going more into like actiony score for like a lot of the, i think really cool uh choreography going on here love the use of the the area the black lights everything like i thought this was really 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 exciting and rad i think my favorite part was leading up to it while the music is playing and having the uncle character walking around smiling being like oh he's about she's about to fuck everybody up in here like i'm about to be saved that's why this music's playing he just had like a really kind of giddy look on his face as they go up to the um the power what, what, what do they call it the little uh box breaker box the breaker box yeah yeah and uh her her doing the the asl to to him like kind of being like i got the shit and then doing the fucking finger guns blowing him out i was like it's awesome it cool. man uh, so they and the that. flashbacks to the um, sharpshooter thing I thought were great like to <clears throat> oh, end yeah. all of this like very sick uh, they're about to blow all of them away and then they get a call to not blow them away oh okay and they all leave like, oh that was strange and then uncle's like well I gotta clean up all this blood because you fucked up my bowling alley <laughs> uh, and so Maya goes home and that's where of course Fisk is out there 
with his little packet of food. We don't know this yet. He's just there. And I was like, okay, I wrote first good cliffhanger. Oh, and I, my favorite part in this episode, I don't remember where it is actually. I should have done better new, n- notes, but I really liked the dialogue of what the hell just happened? Which part? <laughs> like, because oh, okay. all this crazy shit happened at once or whatever. I like that a lot. Good for you. Oh, yeah. that's where he's breaking down. Like, was it us getting kidnapped? Yeah. Was it fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that was a great uh, Our next episode is Kaloa. Crushed it. Uh, this one is opens with the uh, uh, ice cream vendor thing, which was fucking dope, right? Where Maya tries to get ice cream, and this guy's a complete rude asshole. But then Kingpin sees it, also he comes out and beats the little shit out of this guy. And then Maya comes out, he's like, oh, "Maya, uh, don't be concerned." And I need she a comes new jacket. Over, she fucking kicks him. <laughs> Sugar water, <laughs> a pet cat. She comes and kicks him or whatever. And that's fun. And then it's also the thing where they killed the translator, which was awesome because the whole time watching it, I was like. You're gonna get this translator. You can't do this. Really? This See, gonna, but I also, I also thought it was a power move. Again, that he knew sign language the whole time. So I was shocked when this next scene pops up, and it is that he really doesn't know, and he has to use the contact and do all the thing to talk to Maya. Wait. Oh, see, I didn't read it. I read it as like, I'm prepping to have some tech that works between us. No, because later on, like, he legitimately doesn't know or whatever when it's gone. Hmm. Unless I misread something. Tim remembers everything he'll tell you when you get back. Yeah, I, I guess like in that moment where he's about to kill the translator and he's like, you and I are the only people that we can trust. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking about when he gives the tech to talk to her at family dinner. Yeah, I guess like that tech that he finally gives her, I feel like that was already in the works and he was prepping to give her that way back in the day, but then was finally able to give it to her there. Because that's why he killed the translator in that moment, you know? But you're saying that, like, you thought... That I just he... think it's surprising that Wilson Fisk in modern doesn't know sign language. Yeah, it's, a little, it's, it's weird to me. That was a weird choice to me mm. as well. Because the guy is super smart, and you would think, would see the benefit I thought it was of being able to job. one-on-one communicate with his master assassin <laughs> via a language that very few people in the world speak. I thought that was a choice. But it, it went more toward the fact that he views her sort of low-key as disposable anyway, not even enough to... To want to learn it but then it's like does he because he could have killed her here and he really does love her like i got we get that he loves her right in his own fucked up way yeah. in his own fucked up way so why wouldn't you want to learn that it, it was just an interesting choice mm. right. langley right. says i thought it demonstrated how 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 little he really cared about her but that but I, and i agree i would agree or not for the fact that every other scene including the dinner scene right here spoke otherwise spoke the opposite of that where he was like gave her the knife and said i want you to take over the and was like earnest and serious about it why would you say any of that if you didn't mean it why would you promise someone the opportunity to take over your empire if you were just going to then turn around and kill them and torture their family it's very weird i think at the end of the day he's looking for somebody to love like a family and i was waiting for a vanessa flashback uh, yeah and has not had much of that but the um but then he really loves her yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think right. he I think he does love her. I think he's just maybe in his own fucked up way. Yeah, in his own fucked up way. And I really Jeffrey says it's not love, it's control and a twisted view of legacy. I think that falls into what we're talking and about. And there were some uh, I think like a couple of lines in there that I don't know how they were supposed to play out, but I thought it was just all I thought it was a little bit corny of like well, when you killed me, you didn't mean to. And she's like, no, I meant to kill you. He's like, right, but like, <laughs> but you didn't really mean it, right? Yeah. Like, I thought there was some like awkward moments there when they finally uh, sit down and have that dinner. But it, I think it was kind of, I really like the scene. That way. Yeah. I really like the scene. I really like the performance. Yeah. He has one line there where he, go the way of the wine. he okay. says, he says one thing in there that I thought was interesting. And that kind of spoke to his character, which was, he was like, our, the way we show our emotions is violence. 
Yeah. Like we show love through violence, yeah. which I was like, well, that's such a fucked up thing to say. Like that right there tells you everything you need to know about him. Yeah. And he lays it out right of like, I'm going back to New York tomorrow or whatever. You, I expect you to be on the plane or whatever. You know, you should come be a part of this with me. He, this, he, does, he does the hammer in his hotel room, right? Not here. Yeah, that's in the hotel room. Don't worry about it. Shut up. Mm -hmm. Shut it. Damn, do the bitch in the You could literally do any scene with that song and it would still fucking slap. I love it. I'm cheating now. I'm just reading because I don't remember anything. Go for it, buddy. Henry takes day, Maya to see... Tula, who tells her that his ancestors help him need it. Oh, yeah, this is when we go talk to Grandma. Okay. Yeah. She puts out a plate of Oreos. I don't know if you noticed that. Got a full-on birthing scene. Didn't expect that in a Marvel thing ever. Sure, 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 wow. sure, sure, sure. Did it, committed. This is where we get the flashback to the bird, too? No, that's that's next one. That's next one. That's when we meet yeah. her at the changing room with the... Episode. But she leaves, and Grandma starts working on her outfit or whatever. That's cool. Uh, then Maya goes to hotels, the hotel to kill Fisk, but doesn't, and he shows the hammer... He's like, I killed my fucking dad with this hammer. He's like, did you watch Daredevil? Because this is... <laughs> and she's like, I didn't watch Daredevil. He's like, let me explain the whole story to you. I beat him with this fucking... You can get on game. my family plan. I'm, my wife is no longer here, so there's an open spot. Whatever happened to Vanessa? I don't remember anymore. You, I'm still catching up. I, I don't know. When you get there, let me know. I don't remember what happened to Vanessa. I can't remember. Vanessa. What? What? The... I forgot. Oh, no, no, no. The funny thing is, like, with all the are the Netflix things canon or are they not, who gives a shit, all that conversation, I thought it was really funny today. I saw a tweet going up that was like, like these motherfuckers, they're recasting everybody. And it was two pictures of the hammers and they're different hammers. <laughs> Amazing. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Multiverse. I like it. The um, Fisk sells her to make good on the threat if that is what she needs, but she rejects this. He rejects his invitation <laughs> to join her in New York, but is enraged to find out the next morning Maya has left that. without him. And this is when he says, All right, everybody, go to the power. I thought he was about to break the plane <laughs> when he was in the plane at the yeah, end of that. Yeah, he, punches <laughs> where he just like, he bangs against the wall and then the credits hit, but I thought you were going to see him like crash through the. <laughs> Through one of the walls and yeah, then me too. get the fuselage. Episode five. This is where it starts Mario. to kind of kind of get nebulous and weird to me because I'm like, I don't really understand his his character motivations here. He just gave her the opportunity to kill him and she didn't. So why is he still viewing her as a threat? I guess because she would still be a threat. But the same I don't think time, it's a threat thing as much as like he's doing his fucked up version of love and she keeps rejecting it. So now he's gonna go fucking nuke everything that uh, she, her new family, even though it's her old family, right? The people she's choosing over him. Got it. But she didn't because she was like just leaving town, right? Yeah, but like you figure there, he must feel like their influence here has. Yeah, has I, I, her. what I feel like we needed was I feel like we needed a, a conflict moment here where she had to physically pick between the two of them. And then, then he feels rejected, and then he takes his revenge by threatening the family. I think he felt rejected either way. I like, get, I, I do get that, but I think for me, being the dumb viewer who want, who loves like dumb setups like that, I, I just wish that he'd have like you have to choose right now between me and the family. And then, because she had reconnected with her family, we'd seen some of that that she actually has to then save them, and then then they have the face off. But instead, it just felt like we skipped that moment. It felt like we didn't really have any resolution with the family. And we didn't really get to see them coming back together and like and rekindling that relationship. And then he just I don't know. It just felt like this this whole part was sort of like, oh, we're just gonna bring a rocket launcher to a fairground. This feels weird and, and unset yeah, up. Yeah, I don't I don't like this 
uh, like I said, the yeah. destination here where, yeah, she leaves town. Uh, Biscuits works the fucking parking lot and lets in the bad guys with the rocket launchers. Terrible. Terrible. And then un- Uncle Henry figures out that things are weird. And then. Hold on, real quick with this. Like, Bonnie. I, I think the Kingpin stuff, uh, like, from my perspective, is it was all about control. It was all about him having power over her. And she was like the closest one to come down to killing him. Like, she actually was not afraid to take the shot. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, why haven't anyone else done that? Game like, respect game. Any of his people, whether they like him or don't like him, that work for him over decades, like she actually took the shot. And for him to have the opportunity to kind of like turn her back and just be like, can I get her to fall in line again? Like, I think that he does love her, but I don't think that that love trumps anything. I think that at the end of the day, it's like he was trying to turn her to be his the dark weapon, side, essentially, you know? And I feel like a lot of the way that this was shot, like we see most of the shots of Kingpin make him look like this giant monster. And like, that was like one of the only shots like when, when she has the gun at him, it's like, she looks the way that he's normally shot. And like, he's looking so much smaller. And I think that's like the power dynamics there of like him kind of putting it on her, him trying to use his like, his power to seduce her to the dark side, essentially. It's like, this is where you belong. Like, you belong with me. Like, and what a mm, gift I'm giving you right see, here. See, I, I guess, I guess then my, my, my reasoning for not liking that was because at, at no point, it's similar to like the, you know, you're, you're doing the Emperor um, sound effect right now. At no point did you ever think Luke was going to go over to the dark side, right? And same with Maya. So it, ha- it just has like less impact on me because I don't believe that she has enough darkness in her to be tempted by that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, I just guess I could disagree with how much she killed people in this. But we only saw her kill, like, two people that were, go- like, that were, there's only, like, one instance in this whole thing, and I guess that's why. is because the only time she actually does anything that could be considered morally uh, imb- nebulous or ambiguous is that first scene where she goes through the door and kills a bunch of people that she doesn't really know. The well, rest of the time, she's killing bad guys, right? Well, I know, but, like, killing bad guys is still yes, killing Yes, but, but in the world of Marvel, we're talking about the comic book world. Like, there, are, there is a set of rules that people follow to be quote-unquote heroes. Captain America kills people too, right? But we love him. He's a hero. He's not an anti-hero, but he kills the right kind of people, right? Did, There's a whole reason why we didn't like when Batman killed people because we're like, oh, that was against his rules, right? Well, in this one, we look at this world, and Maya has killed a couple people, which makes her a bad person, but... The rest of the time she kills bad people and it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, I needed to see her have a moment where she's like, oh, I murdered a fucking like, I murdered people that are not, that are innocent people. Like I got hired to have like, I don't know, an example that sticks out is like the the movie, The Killer that was just with, uh, with Michael Fassbender where you're like, I'm with this guy, but he's a bad person. He fucking assassinates people. He's a fucking killer, but I'm like on his side. But like he's nebulous and I'm rooting for him. But why? What does that say about me? I never got that from Maya. Maya's always just a good character. Kind of has a good heart. Yeah, she's killed some people, oh, no, which man. is weird. <laughs> the the whole queen pin angle, I like she. It's brought up a couple times, and I when it's brought up the second time when her uncle is there talking to her, being like, "You're really gonna go team? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, uh, so many people I know are dead because of because of him and what he's done, and you want to be in that world." For the whole show, I never felt like she ever wanted to be a part of that world. Me Until either. she brought it up there, I was like, oh, that was still the motivation. That's I why thought, it was like, so strange to me that I she thought, was doing any of this. I, was like, I thought, the, like... Ma- she learned from, from Kingpin to, like, that, like showing showcases of power are what give you power, right? And it's, like, in the same way, like, that's the same shit that he but, pulls on her later. Like, her blowing it up the armory and all that stuff. It's, like, yeah, going, like, but I'm I thought, no, I control this But shit. I thought that was just her way of wanting to just blow it all up. Like, yeah, if she ever said, like, no, piece. I don't want to be the queen pin. I want to fucking take all of it down. I... 
when the uncle still brings that up in episode four, I was like, oh shit, that's still part of this plan. I had no idea yeah, that I, that was even an option. Still. I didn't either. I, I had thought that her, because emotionally her breaking point was she was with Fisk for a long time until she found out that really he betrayed her because he was the one that had her father killed. And then when she shoots him in the fucking eye, I would have thought, oh, that's her, that's us metaphorically and, and physically stating, I am breaking with this relation. I don't want to be a part of this world anymore. And now what am I doing? I'm going back to connect with my roots, going back to this hometown to connect to my roots of like who I used to be and try to rediscover myself. And so then they were like, oh, you want to be the queen pin? She's like, fuck yeah, I do. I'm like, I don't know that I buy that, but that was just me, me personally. But yeah, she was I never going it. back to connect to her roots. She was going back to go blow up the New York shit. She knew how to do that with the shipping, with the train and all that stuff. Like she had the plan. She wasn't going to connect with people. She like actively didn't want to do that. that Fucking biscuits. That's what there. ended up happening, right? Like, yeah, I guess. Like I mean, dark. she did go to her childhood home because she was shot. I just didn't sense. want the queen pin angle as well. All I'm saying. Yeah, I just think I just didn't think it was super sport. But that's so anyway, all the shit happens at the thing. The guy has a rocket say, launcher and he looks he, at the uncle the with a gun and he goes, wait, what? Yeah, fucking yeah, awful, awful. absolute garbage. Uh, like, it reminded yeah. me so much of the WandaVision finale of fucking Darcy showing up in the goddamn van or whatever the hell it <laughs> oh, was. Oh, yeah, she and, runs up with the dude. Yeah. Just, why are we doing this <laughs> shit? But, like, take that out. I loved the rest of it. Loved the action scene. I loved the music play. I loved the suit up moment and all of it. I thought they did a really good job of making it all pay off the storyline that they set up with it all. And I thought the choreography was really goddamn impressive for the, the fight here. I didn't like them all getting powers. I didn't like that. You don't like grandma. The grandma moment where she turns around and clocks the guy gave me so many Irishman vibes with Robert De Niro trying uh, to kick old the ass man. Like, oh, that here's, didn't a, here's work. a video of me at 20 and it's still old ass man. You're <laughs> like computer generated <laughs> kicking so right now. Bad. I'm such a sucker for the big, the whole gang's here shit. And shockingly, it did not work here for me. It didn't and, like, work for me. and usually, like, even if I'm not enjoying the whole experience, but they do that, it's still like, some connections to my brain go oh you like this andy and i go oh this is cool and it just didn't work for me here um and then kingpin wants to be mayor her heartbeat sinking with the music as she's walking and she like felt like she didn't belong with it because like she couldn't understand the rhythm and like couldn't identify with that culture but then all of a sudden the heartbeat sinking with it i thought that was freaking awesome um and i i thought the whole back and forth with her and kingpin of like instead of her killing him her healing him whatever that ends up meaning i thought was powerful stuff and very his well acting done. was awesome See, there i thought it was i liked that scene like i don't i just didn't like the powers all of a sudden right like going off here uh with the them or necessarily again destination journey kind of shit i liked her and him working i liked the idea of healing him i didn't like that we didn't immediately get an after effect of it right where it's like what did you do to me like okay cool but then in the plane he's he's immediately back to like we needed to do whatever we need to do whatever and close loops and yada 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 but i feel like and then leaning in on the the mayor thing sure i guess maybe he's gonna do it out of the goodness of his heart thing well, that's, that's what i like of where we're at i mean first off kingpin being mayor very very cool of very course. great idea that i can't wait to see what they end up doing with but um i there was like a fear in his voice. Like fear might be a little strong, but I, I feel like they're playing it well of him in the plane there when he's like, we got to like close up the loose ends and stuff. Like I, I got the sense that he is not in as much control as he was before. Sure. And it's because well, he had that darkness in him that allowed him to use that power. Sure. Whatever. And I, I would have, I just could have gone for a little bit more of a wink to us, the audience of this is what it means for, or where we could take it rather than it kind of be ambiguous of like, okay, you healed him, but he's still, Doing kingpinny things. The and public wants in. a fighter. I like the idea of Daredevil, Born Again, being like 
maybe even a triple entendre, right? Of it's obviously the meta of the show coming back, Daredevil being whatever Daredevil is, and then now Kingpin theoretically having to convince New York and Daredevil, I'm sure, that, hey, no, I'm actually reformed. You know what I mean? I, uh, I'm more mad. <laughs> a, a Choctaw woman uh, took away my pain. Matt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm acting for good reasons. The public wants a fighter. They want people in there who are willing to fist fire. What are all these, like, things that the people in the other uh, these newscasters are saying? They want somebody who's, like, Six foot five, bald, big shoulders. <laughs> Wears a lot of white. They want somebody who's had a very weird relationship with a Native American girl. Shows them leaning in like, yeah. <laughs> we want you, Wilson Fisk. Help us. I'm all in, man. I, I love Kingpin. I love yeah, like, Kingpin's like, everything that we've seen of him, with the exception of Hawkeye. And I feel like this remedied any issue I had personally with it. And uh, I'm really excited to see where it shows up next. Because obviously there's Daredevil, but there's rumors of the Spider-Man for being mm. involving these characters as well and, and God, Kingpin, so rad. which would be fucking awesome. Be fucking rad if they got Who knows that. how far we are out from even getting that. So I wouldn't be surprised if the next time we see Kingpin is Daredevil, but still could be cool. And then also there's the barbecue where Maya goes to everybody in the family. Family's healed. She signs next to Bonnie. She's like... You didn't think you get to leave without saying goodbye, did you? <laughs> it's, always uh, old, it's little Maya getting thrown around by King. <laughs> now it is time for a thing I like to call Ragu Bagu. Fucking shit. One second. Which one is it? Which one is it? Here we go. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank and review all the villains of the MCU. If you're new around here, that means there's a lot of villains. Right now, we have a list of 58 villains. Uh, we got done reading them all because that was annoying and instead put them into tiers S tier through F tier, including an NA Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that had no villain. Where do we want to put uh, the Kingpin? And the other dudes. <laughs> the Kingpin and the other dudes, Andy. I mean, I'll give it a little bit higher than I normally would because of uh, D'Onofrio's performance. I like him as Kingpin. I think he's menacing. He's weird. I don't love his motivations in this. Again, I think a lot of the stuff was a little too nebulous for me. And um, But I don't know. I would say maybe... Where are we at? C tier here. C tier. I'm feeling C. I'm C tier. Somewhere in C tier. Andy, you care? I, I definitely I, better I like than D tier, but if I'm getting outvoted, that's fine. I think it's like below Obadiah. Tony! That would be D tier for sure. Um, I would go C tier. Yeah, I would go C tier. I think that I, I would do bottom of C tier. Which would put them for us. Well, I'll read you C tier right now. It seems like we're going there. Uh, C tier starts at number 30, which is Creed and Jude Law and Captain Marvel. Uh, 31, Francis and Angel and Deadpool. 32, Red Skull and Captain America First Avenger. 33, Sam Rockwell and Mickey Rourke and Iron Man 2. Number 34, The Dink and the Sentinels and X Men Days of Future Past. Number 35, uh, Magneto and the Brotherhood in X Men. Number 36, Mads and Dormammu in Doctor Strange. 37, Ethan Hawke and Khonshu and Moon Knight. Number 38, Strange Supreme in What If Season 2. And yeah, I... You, uh, it seems like a no-brainer that I wish, like... I wish we had 
more of him, but we got a decent amount, and I still didn't love it. You know, like I feel like yeah, it's the strength of the performance yeah. in that one, and like you know him having his cool scenes with Maya that are working for me with him rather than his what he does. I love Kingpin in this. I think that his goons are pretty damn lame and yeah, like in and drag some ways it down. Not great. But. See, and that's why we get into an interesting thing mm. where now I'm thinking I put it at the top of C for the rest holy of the fucking shit. I mean, it's not that impressive. Like above. Cree and Jude Law and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Under Icarus. And I would put him. I would put him at 37. I drop. I put him below Mads and Dormammu and Doctor Strange above Ethan Hawke and Khonshu and Moon Knight. Okay. I have the Nick vote. Do I have the Andy vote? Oh, okay. I'd go below Ethan Hawke and Khonshu because I just really. I enjoyed Ethan Hawke's presence. I feel a lot more. He wore a lot more. of linen. It's very <laughs> he did. It's flowy. He did. He sure did. Even though there was some weird shit that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I blocked it out. I, I honestly think if they, if, if I just had more of Kingpin, I'd probably enjoy it a bit more. Um, but the, the, the other dudes just kind of really bring it down a bit for me. Yeah, I love bad guy from Limitless. I think that's, Is, oh, that's the other. He wasn't Russian, though. He's, I thought he was like British. No, he's Russian. Oh, shit. I could be wrong. Well, then I think the way it works with the votes right is that it is 37. Wait, what? Awful. All right, 37. That's, that works for me. Mm-hmm. Good job, Greg. Good job, everybody. We push the agenda forward. We got it. <laughs> We're always pushing that agenda. And now it is time to rank the MCU. We currently have 46 entries. Um, so I'm not going to read them until we end up actually ranking this uh, against the, the rest of them. Um, Actually, no, I'm going to do it the other way. I'm just going to I'm going to read them all out now so you can think about it a little bit. And then I'll just add the number later for the next one. Currently, number one is Endgame. Two, Infinity War. Three, No Way Home. Four, Homecoming. Five, Civil War. Six, Thor Ragnarok. Seven, Captain America Winter Soldier. Eight, Guardians 2. Nine, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Ten, Loki 1. Eleven, Loki 2. Twelve, WandaVision. Thirteen, Avengers 1. Fourteen, Guardians 1. Fifteen, Guardians 3. Sixteen, Shang-Chi. Seventeen, Thor Love and Thunder. Eighteen, She-Hulk. Nineteen, Iron Man. Twenty, Spider-Man Far From Home. Twenty-one, Black Panther. Twenty-two, Doctor Strange. Twenty-three, What If Season 2. Twenty-four, Werewolf by Night. Twenty-five, Doctor Strange 2. Twenty-six, The Marvels. Twenty-seven, Ant-Man 2. Twenty-eight, Hawkeye. Twenty-eight, Miss Marvel, 30, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 31, Captain Marvel, 32, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 33, Ant-Man, 34, Black Widow, 35, Iron Man 2, 36, Avengers 2, 37, Captain America, the first Avenger, 38, Guardians uh, Holiday Special, 39, Iron Man 3, 40, Eternals, 41, What If Season 1, 42, Moon Knight, 43, Hulk, 44, Thor, 45, Thor, The Dark World, 46, Secret Invasion. What if? What? I nailed it right there the first try. What if? (laughs) Anybody want to start this off? Uh, I'll start it off because I started off the uh, thought process. I would put it right above Moon Knight. I feel like these two kind of are right the same for me where I just didn't get a lot out of them. (laughs) You know? I don't know. I couldn't find Moon Knight on the list for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put this at maybe like, uh, yeah, the new 42. Um, right above Moon Knight, I just think that it, it needed a lot more for me to to keep my attention and for me to really want more of this. Um, and yeah, I just didn't get a ton out of this, unfortunately. This would be, man, I think I'm right with Nick. Wow, I think this is 42 for me. What is above Moon Knight? In theory, without looking at our list, this is right above Moon Knight for me. <laughs> Like, like that's that's where it belongs. But like, 
I like it a lot more. I just don't like the placement of some things is weird. It, it, it's a weird thing for me, Tim, where I think about how that one episode of Moon Knight, that one, which is like episode four or five or whatever, which was far and away like one of the best things Marvel has ever done of like, like really just having this character study, like 50 minutes, we're really going to get in there when and get emotional the, with it. Yeah, was that the, when they were in the like the asylum-y thing? Or was when that... he went back to go see like his... his he went back into the past and yeah. was watching the abuse and the trauma and shit like yeah. that stuff was done so amazingly. And I think that episode is like a million times better than everything in, in this show, but it was, and maybe because that's so good and everything else was so unenticing in the rest of moon Knight, And it's like, Oh man, I saw what the potential was and it didn't live up to it. it really bums me out, man. Think about it all the time. Oscar Isaac wasted him here. Oh, man, this is tough just because of where our list lies. I'd go number 29, though, putting this under Hawkeye above Miss Marvel. See, thank you for being a voice of reason and not making me feel like a cuckoo crazy coconut, all right? I was thinking I would put it at uh, 31, below Falcon and Bucky, above Captain Marvel. You can tell me you like this more than the Ant-Man movies. That's crazy. See, that's my problem. That's crazy. That's, 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 that is the mind, thing that I'm dude. having the hardest time. But when I look at all the other shit, most of the other shit, I'm like, yeah, definitely. I think this is just stronger and, and more solid. So, uh, Greg, you said 31. That's where I would go. Um, I don't like the personal attacks, Andy. <laughs> that means it is at 31. That 30, the new 31. Uh, we'll under talk Falcon about that later. <laughs> In your employee review. Above Captain Marvel, uh, we have Echo. <laughs> number 31 uh like i was saying next week we are going to start kung fu panda in review uh one two and three back-to-back -back weeks and then uh we'll take a break i, I think number four comes out in uh, march or something like that but uh we're 40x if you want to <laughs> I was telling Nick about how 40X, man, like, it just, I felt my titties shaking so much. See, that, I was that like, helps Godzilla. I don't know that we need it for Kung Fu Panda, you know what yeah. I mean? But um, anyways, let us know in the comments below what you thought of Echo. Uh, and until next time, have a marvelous day.